First Class Fatherhood. That is where Alec Lace comes in with his popular podcast. And one of the most interesting was on a podcast. Alec Lace interviews high-profile fathers from actors to NFL players with a vision to change the narrative of fatherhood and family life. Welcome, everybody, to episode 621 of First Class Fatherhood, which is now a family-made media podcast. I got a tremendous guest for you guys today. Luke Cook joins me on First Class Fatherhood. Luke is an actor from Australia. He joins me today from California. Luke is very well known for his portrayal of Lucifer in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. He got his uh, feature film debut in a little movie called The Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2. He's been on other shows such as Dynasty, Modern Family, SWAT, Dollface. He is the host of his own podcast called The Zaddy Zone, which is a health and wellness podcast with a sprinkle of humor. And Luke has got another child on the way due in November. He gives up what the gender of his new child is going to be, but he doesn't drop the name on us. And he gives some hints to it. I take a pop at it myself here during the interview. I'm curious to see if any of you guys out there can guess this based on what Luke says. Uh, Pretty interesting the way he's going about this. So listen up and let me know if you got any ideas yourself. This episode will be available for you guys to watch on my YouTube channel. So get over to YouTube, First Class Fatherhood, and check it out. If you got an idea on what the name could be for his new child coming in November, drop it in the comment section over there. All right, and Wednesday on the podcast here, sportscasting legend Chris Myers is going to be joining me on First Class Fatherhood. Chris unfortunately lost one of his children to a tragedy, a car accident, uh, quite a few years back. He's going to talk to us about that and so much more. So don't miss out on Wednesday's episode with Chris Myers. And, of course, speaking about losing your children I just did an interview with Bodie Miller. If you want to flip it back to episode 620, the episode prior to this one here, uh, Bodie Miller and his wife, they lost their daughter in a tragic drowning accident. So uh, this is really something that so many parents experience out there or know of other parents that have experienced it and are going through it. So it's always helpful to listen to these dads who have been through it, uh, just to just to listen to how they were able to grieve through the process, move on with their lives, and, and somehow uh, pick up the pieces after something like that. So flip it back one to check out my interview with Bodie Miller and stay tuned for Wednesday's podcast with Chris Myers. Today, we're going to keep it pretty upbeat here with an Australian actor, Luke Cook. I'll tell you, these Australian dads, whenever I interviewed them on the podcast, they always leave me laughing, leave me feeling like you know, I'm in a good mood. I've had quite a few Australian or New Zealand dads on here. I remember having uh, Dan Hooker, the hangman, the UFC fighter. Uh, he was talking like, hey, yeah, I get punched in the face, uh, mate. And uh, just like every, everything that they talk about seems to be, uh, is they turn it into a positive thing. They sound upbeat and happy anyway. Uh, so I always enjoy listening to them. Luke Cook, no different. Here. He's a phenomenal actor with a great philosophy on life. So I hope you enjoyed his podcast as much as I did. Please help me spread the word about this podcast to every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list and let them know about the show that's here celebrating fatherhood and family life. And don't forget, dads, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. I'm Alec Lace. You're listening to First Class Fatherhood. <laughs> Joining me now, First Class Father, Luke Cook. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Thanks so much, Alec. Good to be here. Yeah, so cool. Thank you for stopping by. Let's start like this. How many kids do you have? How old? I've got one who's about to turn two, and I have a second due in November. Wow, congratulations on that. You know what you guys are having? You're going to do a gender reveal or wait till the end? We've already done a gender reveal, and we're having a second boy. 
Wow. Okay. Look at you. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how it went for me. I had three boys before I got my girl. So uh, try, try again is what they say. That's what I'm scared of. Cause I really want to be a father to a girl at some point. And so like, I think I'm just going to have to keep having kids until we get one. Well, the fun is in the trying. So uh, if you listen, <laughs> if you could, Luke, please hit my listeners, just take a second here to hit my listeners a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, my name's Luke Cook. I'm an actor creator writer and um i have my own health podcast now um i've been acting since i was a little boy and then um when i got i came out to la spent my entire adulthood basically in los angeles working as an actor or at least trying to be an actor and then eventually working as an actor about 10 years into trying and i played lucifer and sabrina um if you've ever watched it on netflix um, I was on a show called Dollface. I've been on Dynasty, Modern Family, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Um, but really, most people know me. Um, if they don't know me there, then they know me off TikTok or Instagram. I like to have fun and post silly videos and, you know, kind of just relax the whole serious social media scene. Yeah, very cool. Love the content that you're putting out. So two years ago, you're right in the height of the thick of your acting career. So about how old were you then when you when you became a dad and how did that experience change your perspective on life? Yeah, I was I was 33. And, um, you know, the whole the biggest journey for me has been thinking at the beginning of becoming a father going, oh, what an inconvenience being a dad is. What an inconvenience kids are. And then you fall in love with the kid more than you've ever fallen in love with anything ever. So to change the mindset goes from how can I um, not be inconvenienced by this child to, oh my gosh, I'm in love with this child. How do I get more involved and be more present? That's my my ongoing journey is presentness, is is playing with my son and being present and and, and connecting getting off my phone, getting off whatever is calling me and doing the most important job in the world to me right now. Very well said, Luke. Something I focus on here so much on the show is the fact that so many young men have this idea that uh, becoming a dad is something they want to avoid at all costs. They think it's going to be something that's going to traumatically ruin their life. And they don't realize that it's going to be the best thing that's ever happened to them. So that's why I try to capture so many of these stories of guys that have gone through and be like, wow, this, this, this is amazing. I can't remember a time not being a dad. You know, it's really when, when life begins in many ways. Absolutely. And you, you see your childhood through them. You realize things about your childhood, watching their childhood, things that they, that you didn't like. I, I used to hate being told, oh, you're tired. It's time for a nap. And so <laughs> things like that, I try not to do because I don't want to carry it on. So you get to kind of rewrite your life in a way or rewrite somebody else's life, things that you didn't like or that you did like you want to do. Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because like I said, I have the four of them. They never want to go to bed at night, but they never want to get up in the morning. You know, so it's like you're always in the battle when it comes to bedtime. and They all have their own sleep routines and stuff. I know you mentioned there you do the podcast, uh, uh, the Zaddy Zone, the health, wellness. You add some humor into the podcast. You interview a lot of experts and a lot of across a lot of different fields. What have you learned? Have you had any takeaways from the, the experts that you've interviewed that you applied uh, to your parenting? Um, no, none from parenting. I'd love to get a parenting pro on my podcast. So that'd be you. Uh, I'd love to have somebody on to talk about fatherhood parenting. Um, mostly what we talk about is, you know, the, the facts of health and wellness, uh, how to eat, how to feed yourself better, how to take care of your brain better, stress less, um, ways to get the best out of the body that you have right now. But as, as time goes on, I'm realizing that health and wellness is kind of less about what you eat and the amount that you exercise and more to do with, 
um, how okay you are with your life, like how you mentally feel about everything. And um, well, stress has got to be the number one um, killer and the number one thing that leads to uh, chronic disease, like just being chronically stressed is one of the worst things you can be. So I think I'm really going to start focusing over the next couple of months on giving, on, on finding ways to tell people about how to stress less, become more present and enjoy the life that they have. Yeah, and everything that you just said, Luke, directly applies to, to fatherhood and parenting, because without those things, you can't really be the optimal parent for your child. I mean, so if you're not taking care of yourself, uh, you are less equipped to take care of your child. So th those things all cross right over into the into the fatherhood role. So what would you consider to be uh, the top values that you want to instill in your son or and your and, and your future son here? What are the top values you want to instill in them growing up? Yeah, I guess a sense of a sense of fun, a sense of play. Um, that never stops. You know, as kids, we always play. And as you grow into an adult, I've found that it's such a valuable tool to continue to play, to want to have fun, to, to, to get around people. And, you know, I think sometimes we go out, out to these social events and if you have social anxiety or if you're a little bit uncomfortable, to have to find somebody who wants to have fun and enjoy the time that we get to be out with other people, you want to be around that person. I want my kids to enjoy the fun and to never stop playing. I think that'd be a great, that'd be a great value to instill. I'm still figuring this out. Somebody, a lot of people have been talking to me about this recently about values and aligning values, figuring out what your most important things are. And then, you know, you also want to instill that in your child and you want to make sure you have a partner who has those similar values. I, I think I'm still figuring mine out. Yeah. And, and one of the parts that you said there, too, about uh, the positive humor, have fun in what you do and that part of the content that you put out, which makes it so great. The one of the major issues is we have so many negative influences over our pop culture and over social media that it puts so many people into these negative states even before they start their day. They're scrolling through TikTok, scrolling through Facebook and everything is negative, negative, negative. And then they go out and try to have a positive day. It just totally contradicts everything you're trying to do. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that, you know, we, we know because of that that whistleblower from Facebook who uh, left and she, she revealed that Facebook and Instagram are actually trying to give you a negative experience because they find that's what keeps people coming back. So they want, they want to show you a, you know, a, a viewpoint, an ideological viewpoint that you disagree with like deeply. And it, that little negative like moment comes, you keep coming back to the app because of that. Isn't that horrific? I think that's awful. It is. And, and you know what? There are people making a lot of money who have studied this stuff for years to make sure they keep you engaged. They know exactly what they're doing. And most people are going to stop and turn and look at the accident on the side of the road. They're not going to stop and look at the rose bush that's growing over there. So they know people's uh, mindsets and that's what they do. And I, the only way to fight that back, the only way to stop that is, I think, by sharing good content, sharing the fun, sharing the love. And I think if that becomes the critical mass, boy, the world will be a better place. Oh, I 100% agree with you. I mean, something to note is that these people who are in control of our social media don't let their kids use it. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that, that becomes very tricky as they become uh, teenagers and stuff because they become so much more better with the technology than I do. I can't totally. even beam stuff to my TV without my son. But, hey, how do I get this thing on the TV here? You know, And I used to be the technical savvy kid when we were growing up with the VCR and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it is, it is worth noting that the people who had invented this, this stuff know how dangerous it is they won't even let their kids use it they're not even oh letting... yeah oh that's ex exactly right yes that's what I'm and i think that's horrifying yeah there's no doubt about that and one, one thing too is you say you're still uh coming together with the values and selling in your kids i know you grew up in a religious family and i wanted to is faith did that rub off on you is that something you plan on incorporating with your kids where do you stand with your faith right now definitely i i am a, still a christian 
Um, I veered off in my early adulthood because I just wanted to explore and get curious about what the hell life's about and all the things that I've been told not to do. What if I went ahead and did them and, and see, and I looked, I peered through the other side and God, I found that God was gracious enough to pull me back to him. And uh, so I read my Bible every morning. I pray every morning and throughout the day. And that's definitely something I'll be instilling in um, my sons and my possible daughter down the line. I, I, um, I'm not sure how that looks. You see, I, I always was like, there's such deep concepts, all these religious concepts. The idea that somebody died for your sins or that God died for your sins or sacrificed himself is a really deep concept that kids can't sometimes grasp. I know that I really struggled with grasping it as a kid. Perhaps, and I, I've always thought, well, perhaps waiting till they can understand depth a little bit more, the depth of the ideas, perhaps waiting and then showing them later. I'm not sure. I'm still, as I said, I'm, I'm kind of playing as it, as it comes. Well, a beautiful testimony by you there too, but you know what? And that's something, these are difficult concepts. Who am I? That seems to be the philosophical question for the ages. So, I mean, people are still being uh, exploring these things through all different types of whether it be theology or uh, any kind of um, uh, studies that they're doing to try to get to the bottom of that. But I think that the best thing and, and what's missing so much, I think, in our society here, and I talk about a lot in on this podcast, is the fatherless crisis that we have in our country. And I think it's at the cause of so many of the social issues that we're seeing without having the father in the home and without having our heavenly father in our society as a force and a presence. I think those two things combined are really just a, just a, a one, two punch in the gut of our society. Uh, I have no doubt. And I, I don't know that all the facts as far as that is concerned, but you can certainly tell that like, um, when a, when a, when a kid has come from a loving background, a loving family, you can always tell, and um, you you really you really t you can see with you can see with people that like you are you are taking away so many of the negative possibilities in their life when you love them, and and if they've had loving parents, and so what else is there to do besides love your kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on with that. And I'm you know, curious because I know you, being from Australia, is that something uh, as a as a problem in Australia as it is we see here? Is the family structure a little bit different in Australia? Do they have that fatherless crisis the same way we do over here? What is it? How does that kind of contrast? Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure about the deal with that. I, I would say that Australia is still leaning towards the traditional. And, you know, as time goes on, everything seems to be progressing and it seems to be progressing away from the family unit. Um, I think that Australia is probably still around the traditional. Um, we don't we don't see that problem so much of, of father. But that's going to be everywhere because men are going to want to go and spread their wild seed and they're going to want to be independent. And they're, they're not they're going to be they're going to be finding that they're unappreciated in the, in the homestead. So they're going to run away from that. So I think it, it probably is a universal thing, frankly, but I just, I, I've only ever heard about it. It's spoken about in the American context because I know that it is such a problem. Yeah. And in fact, the United States leads the world in fatherless households. So, I mean, wow. it's, uh, it, it is an epidemic here. And then just really circling back there to your, uh, to your faith. And I know that you're playing Lucifer in the chilling adventures of Sabrina. How did that kind of contrast with you playing that role? I know, I think I read one time that your mother was against it. Your father was okay with it. Like, how did that whole thing, how did you, was it, was it a challenging role for you to do? Walk me through that process. No, it wasn't challenging at all. It's pure fun. The The idea of playing Lucifer, the devil, is just such a smarmy, like he loves play. He loves, the devil loves to play. The devil loves to have fun. 
pure evil. Um, and what is pure evil? It's not just darkness. It's also like, you know, playing with you, getting inside your head, being charming. The devil has his charms. Um, so I loved playing that role and I miss it. But um, yeah, my dad, I remember being very encouraging and my mom going, I love you, but I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I would imagine. So I would imagine one of the greatest works too on, on Satan, the devil, what have you is paradise lost Milton. Did you read anything like that or study anything like that? Getting prepared for the role? I didn't do, I didn't read that to get prepared for the role, but somebody sent me it after my first few episodes came out and then I read it and it's terrific. Yeah. Really yeah. One, cool. of, one of the classic works for sure. And uh, so obviously you're, you're working on, you got the podcast going out. What, what kind of roles are you working on now? You got anything that you're in the works here? You got anything you could uh, give us a hint about what, what's in the works for you? Well, I'm writing two movies and I'm out there selling those. So we'll see about that. And I mean, I'm back to the drawing board, frankly. Um, I am, have been amazed at the fact that you know, my career is going on the up and up and up, and yet I still have to fight just as much as I ever have. So I'm out there producing for myself and trying to get projects going. I'm auditioning all the time. It is amazing how uh, life doesn't let up. It keeps on challenging you. Um, however, I just, I mean, I'll, I'll, I've got one post-it note, and it just says, just keep going. That's my only note to myself. I was going to write things like fight on, but then it assumes it's a fight and it's always a fight. But I was, I was going to write, you know, believe in yourself. And it's like, what the hell does that mean? Just keep going. Put one foot in front of the other. Doubts, rejections, they're going to come. Horrible moments are going to come. What are you going to do? Just keep going. Yeah, right on with that. I love that philosophy. How about as far as, you, you know, your career itself and what you're writing projects you're looking into since becoming a dad, has that, has your focus kind of shifted at all? Has it, or is it just, are you still in the same uh, category as you always have been as an actor? Or has it changed you as an actor? It's changed me as an actor because it hasn't changed what I want to do with my life or my career as far as the, the, the content of the, of the projects. But it certainly has made me a deeper actor. Um, the idea of loss is obviously throughout throughout all media, all all types of narrative, the idea of loss. And as I said before, you have never loved anything as deeply as you love your kids. You didn't even know you were capable of what could possibly happen to them. You got, you're trying to get to sleep in your night and you're like, oh my gosh, what if somebody just came in? And what if somebody kidnapped them? And you think about all these horrible things that could possibly, that's what I'm like anyway. And you're like, wow, that was that is usable as an actor. That 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 imagination, the imagination of something horrible happening to them because you love them more than anything, that is that is uh, fodder for an actor. Yeah, very well said. What what about as far as your uh, your bedtime routine here with the two year old? What does it look like? Are you a storyteller, a lullaby guy? How do you kind of what I'm does the bedtime guy. routine look like for you? I sing that King Cole. Um, I sing a Nat King Cole song, um, "Embraceable You." I've sang it that I've sang that to him since he was in his mum's womb, and uh, I continue to sing it to him every night when he goes to sleep, so that it's a nice little moment of like, you know what time it is, right? It's the end. It's time for it's time for bed. <laughs> yeah, no, and so you said uh, new baby is uh, coming in in November. You guys work out the names. You guys wait to see what the, what the boy looks like yet. Or are you guys all s settled on it? Now we're settled on it. Um, I won't tell you what it is. We've told our, our, our closer friends. Um, well, what, 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 when is this podcast coming out? Uh, you know what? I have to work out the date because I'm actually just working out a new deal where I'm moving the podcast. So there's more to come on that. But uh, I haven't really figured the landing date, but I'll, I'll let you know ahead of time. Unless you want me to hold it for a certain date. 
Now, I'll keep it a secret because if I tell you before November, then, um, you know, people can get hold of it and run the story, and I don't want them to do that. So it'll be a nice little surprise, though. My first son's name is Chaplin, um, like Charlie. So it's along the similar lines. Um, you'll see. Okay, we're looking at maybe Buster Keaton in there, something like that. You know, it, it, it would be terrible for this podcast if you dropped the name on here. So uh, I wouldn't want you to do that. Uh, no, yeah, Buster's, that was an idea, but it's not that. Okay. All right. Well, hey, listen, I'm an old movie buff myself, too. So, I mean, I, I grew up, my, my father was a, a stand-in singer for Eddie Fisher back in the day. He was 50 wow. years old when he had me. So I grew up with all that old movie Marx Brothers and Abbott and Costello and a whole bit. So uh, right. Laurel and Hardy were my guys. I, I love Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, same here. I watched them all with my kids, you know, way out west and uh, all, all yeah. the flying deuces, the whole Fly bit. Deuces. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're into that over here as well. So pretty cool right. stuff. And I know you probably touched on this a little bit as we were as we were going through this. But the last thing I want to hit you with here, I, I always love to ask the dads that I get on the podcast. What type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Yeah. Um, first six months, you're not going to be. <laughs> You're not going to have much to do and you won't be feeling maybe all of those feelings. But once they start to come alive after those first six months, get ready to have, you know, your heart open and um, your life is going to shift. But um, that's that's more of what's going to happen. The, the advice that I give is be happy for everything to change. Be, be ready to let go of anything. You know, um, you know, if you if you hold things sacred to yourself, like, you know, your need to work out and your need to read at a certain time, your need to meditate at a certain time of day, be ready to just give up anything. Um, and it doesn't mean you have to completely sacrifice all your joy or anything like that. It's just be malleable, be ready to shift and, and be taken in different directions because it is a journey and you're not in control of it. Um, so, you know, if you're malleable and you know slippery slidey going down a mountain on a roller coaster enjoy the roller coaster don't try and control it yeah very well said i love the message it's been a lot of fun for me i gotta say luke cook you're a first class father all the way and thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time here on first class fatherhood it's a pleasure alec why don't you send me your book and i'd love to have you on my podcast yeah absolutely we'll definitely make that happen for sure i'll send it right over to you you have Thanks been listening so much, to man. First Class Fatherhood. First Class Fatherhood is a family-made media podcast. Please visit www.firstclassfatherhood.com or www.familymade.com to find out more details. You can order First Class Fatherhood advice and wisdom from high-profile dads on Amazon.com or wherever books are sold. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Proverbs 22.6 tells us, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will never depart from it. God bless, and I'll catch you next time.